Merry Christmas. Hey, you kids, are you excited? Uh, I, I'm sorry, I can't hear you kids. Are you excited about Christmas? All right, I, yeah. You know what? You're not the only ones that are excited, but boy, when you're excited, we're excited. What a wonderful time of year. Tonight, I want to talk about Mary, the mother of Jesus. Uh, Mary must have thought it was a dream that it really didn't happen. I mean, after all, Mary was too young to drive. She was seriously poor. Her people were oppressed by the Romans. And she was a woman, a teenage woman, living in a culture that marginalized women. In the first century world, Mary was a nobody. But she sipped on her Diet Coke. She cranked up Spotify. And she began to think. And then, out of the blue, it hit her. That angel was real. The angel's words were real. Tragically and wonderfully real at the same time. And in Luke chapter 1, here's what we hear the angel say to Mary. Do not be afraid, Mary, you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever, and his kingdom will never end. A nobody, favored by God, exactly what God has done throughout human history. Now, Mary certainly didn't understand everything the angel was saying. I mean, it was like being told, you've just inherited the states of California and Hawaii. They're yours to do with as you please. It's like winning a billion dollars in the lottery. It's like being named Time Magazine's person of the year. Mary was giving birth to the Messiah. The Son of God and God the Son. He would ascend, the angel has said, to the throne of David and rule forever. His kingdom would not ever end. And here in Luke chapter 1, we discover something else about Mary. Mary becomes the world's first Christian. And her journey to faith, her response, is one of the great stories of Christmas. And we have so much to learn from Mary as she responds to God's call on her life. This announcement of Christmas, the birth of Jesus. So there's a couple of things I want you to see. First of all, I want you to see that Mary's response here in Luke chapter 1 is thoughtful. By that I mean she thinks and she thinks and she thinks. Uh, Mary is open-minded, not closed-minded. She reflects on the angel's announcement. She mulls it over in her head. Now this is the first thing Luke tells us beginning in verse 29. Uh, that Mary... 
was greatly troubled on the one hand, but she wondered on the other. The word wondered means to make an audit, to add things up, to measure, to think about. Now today, we tend to think these stories, these biblical stories, are pre-scientific. Therefore, they didn't happen. I mean, angels, miracles, the existence of God, too much. We uh, explain that by arguing that these first century people were gullible, religiously naive, easy to believe in just about anything, superstitious. And that's because we have been trained in our Western culture to not believe in the supernatural. But just as we have been trained not to believe in the supernatural, Mary and her culture was trained not to believe that Yahweh, the God of the Old Testament, could become a baby. It was impossible. It was blasphemy. And that barrier for Mary, as she's processing the angel's word, was just as great as any barrier you might be facing today. Just as significant, just the wall was just as high. Yet what we discover in this story is through a combination of divine revelation, uh, through Mary reasoning, uh, through her <clears throat> experience, Mary becomes the world's first Christian. Now we all have doubts, and there are two kinds of doubts. One kind is what we call uh, the sign of an open mind. The other kind of doubt is the sign of a closed mind. The sign uh, or the doubt of an open mind is uh, a doubt that seeks answers. But the doubt of a closed mind is a doubt uh, that defends against the possibility of all answers. Mary, interestingly enough, was greatly troubled, disturbed. And yet she wondered, she audited, she kept thinking, she kept pondering. And as a result, her life changed and the entire world changed. The second thing I want you to see in terms of Mary's response here is it was gradual. Now this is important because we tend to believe uh, that coming to Christ is an instantaneous thing. And in one sense, uh, from a technical theological standpoint, it is. But often it takes many of us months and months. It did me. And so I want to encourage those of you that are here tonight to process things more slowly that Mary's faith happened in stages. So as we move further into this interaction between the angel and Mary, um, after the angel announces that you're going to have a son, his name is going to be Jesus, Mary doesn't say, easy peasy. I got it. Cool, everything is good. No, as a matter of fact, Mary objects of sorts and says, well, how in the world can this be? I'm a virgin. What? Now, Mary's response was a polite, a polite way of saying, this is absurd. This is absolutely ridiculous. God becoming a man can't happen. Now, actually, this is a, a, one of the ways you can tell if you really are a Christian. And what I mean by that is, unless the virgin birth of Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit coming over Mary, the incarnation of Jesus Christ, uh, fully God becomes fully man, 
Unless those strike you as inconceivable out of this world and at times ridiculous, then you probably don't really understand the meaning of Christmas. Miracles, and I can't really say this, but miracles of the highest order. Grand miracles of the Bible. But there's a second stage. Mary moves from skepticism to acceptance. After the angel tells Mary how this is going to happen, Mary, uh, the Holy Spirit is going to overshadow you, the Holy Spirit is going to come upon you, and you will conceive supernaturally. Mary says, verse 34, okay, I'm the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. Acceptance. This happened to me over the months as I was moving toward faith in Jesus Christ. The person and work of Jesus Christ as I was thinking about it, as I was mulling it over like Mary did, didn't make complete sense to me. I had a lot of questions. As many questions as I had answers, but I was reading the Bible, reading the Gospel of Mark, and I began to realize something began to grow inside of me. And what grew inside of me uh, was uh, that uh, Christianity is more credible than any other answers to life. As a matter of fact, way more uh, credible. And I began to realize, and this took place when I was in college, and I was a finance major in college in my life. My family was all about making money, and I was going to be all about making uh, money. But, but then I began to realize, you know what, Rob, time out. You're not going to find ultimate meaning in making money. In, in your circumstances, anything horizontal. I mean, my dad had money, but he died as a drunk when I was 13. Was money going to fulfill me? I don't think so. It didn't fulfill my dad. And I began to realize that Christianity had this credibility that nothing else did. And so I started to pursue Jesus and I began to accept. And my skepticism gave way to acceptance. So Mary is migrating from skepticism to acceptance and then ultimately to saving faith, to what we call conversion. Mary is born again. Now apparently this took some time because Mary moves in. She leaves and goes and moves in with her cousin Elizabeth and she's there for three months. And at some point during that three-month period, Mary places her faith in Jesus Christ. Now, how do we know that? Because of what she says in beginning in verse 46. My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. Now, the angel in what Luke records hadn't told Mary that Jesus was her Savior. The Holy Spirit had later revealed that uh, to Mary, and here Mary is converted. She has been moved in the deepest part of her soul in a way that it will never change. And Mary realizes that nothing has gripped me as she'll go on to talk about the holiness and the mercy of God. Nothing has gripped her like the holiness of mercy and mercy of God that meet in the advent, the birth of Jesus Christ, and the death of Jesus Christ, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Mary knows that there is nothing more important in her life than 
Christ. And she places her faith in Christ. She says yes, she receives Christ. Mary is all in. And it shatters categories, it shatters barriers. And she gives herself. Mary recognizes she can't save herself, but Jesus Christ has come. And she says, I believe. You see, saving faith begins when you recognize that you're incapable of saving yourself. You just can't. Actually, you're incapable of believing. But God gave Jesus a Christmas to redeem you, to restore you, to save you. And what we see here is that Mary discovers that Jesus Christ is no longer merely useful, but beautiful. That's my granddaughter, by the way. <laughs> Did you hear what I just said? <laughs> but not my granddaughter. Back to the message. There was a point in time, and this is true for all of us, when you move from seeing Jesus as useful to seeing Jesus as beautiful. Now, yes, Mary's situation was unique, but what I want you to understand, it was a slow build. And that's how it is often for many of us. And it looks different for each and every one of us. But while Mary's situation was unique, her emotion, what took place at the core of her being, her passion, her um, unreserved exuberance about Jesus Christ is a mark of anyone who genuinely believes in Christ. Because there's a whole lot of us that just play the church game. And we're not all in 24-7 during the rest of the week. And let me say it differently. Let me come at it a little differently. If you think Christianity is about what you must do rather than what God has already done for you in Jesus Christ starting at the first Christmas, then there will be no sense of wonder. Mary's wonder won't be a reality in your life. Uh, but the Bible tells us that Christianity is, is not something done by us, but it's something that God has done for us. And when we get that, then we begin to change from the inside out. And if the New Testament tells us anything is the proper response to Christmas, Jesus' birth, Jesus' perfect life, his perfect death, his perfect resurrection, is a complete commitment of faith. So Mary responded thoughtfully. She thought and thought, and um, she responded gradually. And then the last thing I want you to see in Mary's uh, response, just as important as anything else in this passage, is Mary responds, and I find this frankly amazing, by surrendering control. So easy to say, so hard for us to do in a, in a culture where we're all about control. And this is verse 38. I, I quoted this verse a few minutes ago where Mary said, I am the Lord's servant, may your word to me be fulfilled. I said that is a statement illustrative of Mary's accept acceptance, that's true. But it's also a statement that illustrates Mary's surrender. I'm the Lord's servant, 
May your word to me be fulfilled. Now Mary knew what some of the consequences would be. She knew that she and Joseph weren't married. They were engaged. She knew that uh, the fact that she was going to be pregnant before they were married was going to create in small town first century Israel, that traditional culture, a scandal, a disgrace. They might experience permanent rejection from people uh, that they cared very much about. There would be innuendo, innuendo and whispering. Uh, now follow me for a second. If the distance... Uh, from the earth to the sun, which is 93 million miles, is likened uh, to the thickness of a sheet of paper, then the width from earth to the nearest star is a stack of papers 30 feet high. And the, uh, and the distance from one end of our Milky Way galaxy to the other end is represented by a stack of paper 300 miles high. And there are billions and billions of galaxies just like our Milky Way galaxy. And the Bible says Jesus Christ upholds all of this. He calls every star by name. He knows every hair on her head. And we have trouble with surrender? Oh, I'll surrender here, but I'm not going to give this up. Mary saw Jesus as superior, her son who was superior. And Mary surrendered. It's just incredible. We're talking a teenage woman. People will argue that she was illiterate. She wasn't illiterate in her heart. Jesus Christ was born at Christmas to die for our sins, uh, specifically our addiction, our North American 21st century addiction to control. You struggle with it and I struggle with it. I struggle with it big time. So that the moment we believe in Jesus, we might find forgiveness, eternal life, and new management. And I want to invite you to experience that new management this Christmas. You see, the new management means that Jesus has come to care for you, to keep you, to supply your every need when you trust him, when you're all in with him. It means that Jesus covers your past with grace. That he protects you and he empowers you in the present. And he holds every aspect of your future in his loving and sovereign hands. To be a believer means you were purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ. Jesus was born to die. And you don't belong to you anymore. You're under new management. Now, will it be easy? It certainly wasn't for Mary. It, no, it won't be. But Mary send, surrendered. She said yes. And for the last 2,000 years, you could argue that Mary's uh, been the greatest female hero in history. 
God delights to take nobodies and turn them in to somebodies. Will you let him do that to you? If you're here today and you've never come to Jesus Christ, come to Jesus. Come to Jesus now. Say yes to him. Receive him as the Messiah King. Everything we've been singing, everything we've been wrapping around, everything the New Testament tells us is yours and more in Jesus. Come to Jesus. And if you've come to Jesus, continue to cling to Jesus. Make him the center. Uh, uh, not just theoretically, but functionally. Come. Let's pray. Father, we marvel at the reality and the beauty and the wonder of Christmas. And we thank you that you have given us Joseph's response, Mary's response, to show us how we might respond to you in faith. Oh, teach us, God. Open our eyes. Change our minds. Change our hearts. For Jesus' sake, amen.